Gratitude is an attitude that hooks us up to our source of supply. And the more grateful you are, the closer you become to your maker, to the architect of the universe, to the spiritual core of your being. And that's from Bob Proctor, who writes the Chapter 7 on gratitude from The Science of Getting Rich is a phenomenal lesson. Welcome to our review of Chapter 7 of Wallace D. Waddle's The Science of Getting Rich, published in 1910. So what's new, different, and unique about this chapter that unlocks the combination to wealth and abundance within the pages of this book when we read chapters 4, 14, and 7 in this order for 90 days? It's within this chapter on gratitude, a topic that many of us already know about, but I'm going to suggest there's a much deeper way to look at gratitude through the eyes of Wallace D. Waddles. For today's episode, I hope that we tap into how Waddles thought about gratitude so we can see, feel, and experience this word, gratitude, in a deeper and more meaningful way. Now, we already covered this topic on episode 181 on the ingredients of an effective gratitude practice where we connected the most current brain research to this widely used success principle. But what we've not covered yet is how in the earth did Wallace D. Waddles think of this practice as important and then tie it to wealth and abundance way back in 1910? What did he suggest that we've not discussed yet on this podcast? What have we missed that's really important? This is a question I ask everyone at the end of an interview. I don't want to leave any stones unturned. Now I'm going to suggest that what we've missed will be revealed when we put these three chapters together, bringing out the secret within the syllabus of this book, where we learn to think and act in this certain way. From experience, I can tell you that if you follow this activity for 90 days, you'll witness strange and marvelous things that will occur in your world with constant regularity. You just need to read and apply these three chapters in this order, practicing things in this certain way, as Wallace D. Waddle suggests. And I'm hoping that this review will help you to shorten the time it takes you to experience these aha moments of learning that took me over 25 years to finally understand and move you quicker towards whatever it is that you want. As I'm writing this episode, I'm still uncovering truths that have escaped me previously. Welcome back to Season 10 of the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning Podcast, where we connect the science-based evidence behind social and emotional learning that's finally being taught in our schools today, and emotional intelligence training used in our modern workplaces for improved well-being, achievement, productivity, and results. Using what I saw as the missing link the application of practical neuroscience. I'm Andrea Samadhi, 
an author and an educator with a passion for learning, and launched this podcast five years ago with the goal of bringing all the leading experts together in one place to uncover the most current research that would bring back how the brain learns best by taking us all to new and often unimaginable heights. This brings us to Chapter 7 of Wallace D. Waddles, The Science of Getting Rich, published in 1910 on Gratitude. Now, when I look in my notebook, the first line I highlighted was line 13 that reads, The whole process of mental adjustment and attunement can be summed up in one word, gratitude. Next, I highlighted, First, you believe that there's one intelligent substance from which all things proceed. Second, you believe this substance gives you everything you desire. And third, you relate yourself to it by a feeling of deep and profound gratitude. There's a lot more than meets the eye when we read these two important sections of chapter 7. We could spend the whole episode just talking about this word, gratitude, through the eyes of Wallace D. Waddles. What does he mean by mental adjustment and attunement? I'll explain this in the way that I learned it from all the seminars where this point was hammered home. Let's say we've got a problem that's weighing us down. It could be a work problem, a relationship problem, a financial problem, or anything that's on our mind and it's really messing with us. We've all been here, and we'd have the tendency to want to focus on the problem, right? We want to call up our friends and tell them about it and say, hey, what do you think about this? Looking for some sort of camaraderie from our peers. Waddles would warn us against this, and he'd say, the moment you permit your mind to dwell with dissatisfaction with things as they are, you begin to lose ground. You fix your mind upon the common the ordinary, the poor, and the squalid and mean, and your mind takes the form of these things. Now, reading this passage for 90 days, if you read it out loud, you won't miss this part. When times are difficult, never talk about them, as this gives them more energy, and the problems you're having will grow. Waddle says that you must get involved with this process of mental adjustment, where you learn to switch your thinking from dwelling on what's going wrong to focusing everything you've got on what's going right. And I mentioned this in part two of this series, that I'm fully aware that Waddles would not want me talking about the difficult times in my past when money was tight, as this would be letting my mind focus on the common and the poor, and he warns us against dwelling on the inferior. It matters what we think about. And if you think your thoughts do not affect others, think again. Have you ever heard the idea, before you speak, I'll hear you? Our thoughts have a tremendous impact on others, especially those closest to us. So keep them positive and work on strategies to overcome negative thinking when you notice these thoughts creeping in. And we dove deep into this topic on episode 273. Over time, if you can develop a habit with this, it will make your life so much easier. This is learning the process of mental adjustment and making it a habit. Then attunement will be to live your life this certain way where you attune yourself 
to whatever it is you want. Now, we've talked about this concept often on this podcast, where we acknowledge that we're spiritual beings living in a physical body with an intellect, and everything that exists is joined together, these levels of vibration, like the colors of a rainbow. Reaching our goal is about attuning to the level of vibration or frequency that they sit on. Waddles mentions these laws starting in chapter two of this book. So he's saying that once we've mentally adjusted our mind away from what we don't want and towards what we do want, that we next need to attune ourselves to whatever it is that we want. So how do we do this? We do it with gratitude. And whenever I hear anyone mention that they're grateful for something, it stops me in my tracks. And it might sound like a trivial thing to say, but to me, especially after studying this chapter for over 25 years, it's deeply meaningful. Dr. Joe Dispenza knows the power of these words when he says, be grateful for it in his courageous heart meditation. We know the power of this meditation as he measures his seminar attendees before and after they listen to this, and it has a profound impact on a person's state of well-being. Gratitude and being grateful for something is powerful. Why? Because being grateful connects you directly to your source of supply. The more grateful you are, the closer you become to your maker, to the architect of the universe, to the spiritual core of your being. And this is the quote we opened up this episode with from Bob Proctor. Now we're talking. Real gratitude can be felt. And I don't know about you, but I'm drawn to those who have a grateful heart. You just want to be near these people. So how do we become more grateful? Well, here's three steps for putting gratitude into practice. When times are difficult, whatever it might be, your health, your work, your relationship, or your finances. The minute you find your mind dwelling on the negatives, catch yourself from feeling sorry for yourself in some way. Stop right there and practice these three steps. Step one, practice mental adjustment. Think about what you're grateful for. Put the focus on what's working in your life instead of what's going wrong. And this might take some time to get your mind past the negatives, but with time, it will become a habit. This is the mental adjustment part. I created notepads years ago that I would hand out to whoever took my workshops so that they would write out what they're grateful for on a list. And I first saw this idea used in the seminars. You can also find gratitude books like Jack Canfield's, so you can create this habit and make it a part of your day. Once we've practiced this mental adjustment, we go on to step two, and that's to attune ourselves to the spiritual world. And here's where we implement gratitude through the eyes of Wallace D. Waddles. We've already mentally adjusted our minds from thinking away from what we do not want to what we do want, and we've created our list of what we're grateful for. And this itself, having a grateful heart, hooks us up to our source of supply. Now, we've not ever mentioned God before on this podcast yet, but this is who I would call to be my maker or the architect of the universe that gratitude connects me to. You might call it something else, 
but it's here that we acknowledge there's something bigger than ourselves. Dr. Andrew Huberman recently said on a podcast with Lex Fridman that he recently started to use prayer in the morning when there's something he can't resolve on his own. He acknowledges that prayer is powerful and gets you outside of yourself and that there's something bigger than me, bigger than nature, that I can't understand or control to give over to it, talking about his problems. Waddles explains it this way when he says, First, you believe there's one intelligent substance from which all things proceed. What is this substance? Call it what you will. I call it God. Second, you believe the substance gives you everything you desire. And third, you relate yourself to it by a feeling of deep and profound gratitude. Now, I don't ever want to push my beliefs on others, but there are just some things we can't explain. I spend my spare time hiking in the mountains in Arizona, and I can't put into words what I feel at certain parts of the hiking trail. There's a definite connection to the spiritual world that I feel, and I don't know when I started doing this, but I throw out anything I want solved off the edge of the mountain, and I wait to see what answers come to me. It sounds incredibly strange to say this out loud, or maybe not if you do something similar, But when I heard that Stanford professor Dr. Andrew Huberman uses prayer every morning and then I made the connection that a grateful heart connects us to our source of supply, I started to see this practice as more magical than strange. I just can't explain everything I see or feel as I'm going outside of myself for answers or solutions, but it all begins with a grateful heart. And I just know whatever it is that I see and feel, that when I say thank you, after whatever it is I've asked for, it feels like magic. I hear an imaginary, you're welcome, as I know I'm connected to the world in a way that I'll never be able to explain with neuroscience. Then step three, guard our thinking. Do not permit our mind to dwell on the inferior, but surround ourselves with the best to become the best. It matters who you hang out with as the thoughts you think, the words you speak, all matter. And then step four, expect good things to happen. The grateful mind continually expects good things and expectation becomes faith. The reaction of gratitude upon one's own mind produces faith. And so it's necessary then to cultivate the habit of being grateful for every good thing that comes to you and give thanks continuously. So to review and conclude part four of our deep dive of Wallace D. Waddles, The Science of Getting Rich, we covered chapter seven on gratitude. Remember, part one of our review, we've seen the importance of opening up our minds to prosperity thinking, that there's more than enough for all of us versus poverty consciousness, that there's not enough. In part two, we focused on the power of our thoughts, specifically with how to think and act in this certain way to achieve the results we're talking about here. We gave examples of two distinct types of thinkers, encouraging all of us to open the keyhole in the door or kick down the door and expand our level of awareness in this process. And last week with part three of our review, We explored chapter 14 on the impression of increase with two suggestions for acting in this certain way with everyone we interact with. 
And finally, today on part four, we covered chapter seven on gratitude that connects us directly with our source of supply. We looked at four steps to practicing gratitude through the eyes of Wallace D. Waddles. Step one, practice mental adjustment. Think about what you're grateful for. Step two, attune ourselves to the spiritual world. And here is where I implement gratitude through the eyes of Wallace D. Waddles. I'm starting to see the syllabus in a very different way. What is this thinking stuff from which all things are made and which in its original state permeates, penetrates, and fills the inner spaces of the universe? This is definitely something much bigger than me. Step three, guard our thinking. Be careful at the urge of wanting to talk about our problems with others. The grateful mind is constantly fixed on the best. And step four, expect good things to happen since a grateful mind continually expects good things and expectation becomes faith. If we were to read these three chapters in this order for 90 days and implement these strategies, strange and marvelous things will occur and not only change your life, but those around you. I challenge you to read these three chapters in this order for 90 days and let me know what you notice. And with that, I'll close out this episode and wish everyone happy holidays wherever you tune in around the world. We'll continue our review of this book in 2024, as well as we'll have an overview of the top 10 episodes from 2023. What surprised me when I looked at the past year was that the Silva Method, parts one to four, were by far the most listened to episodes of the year. This showed me that you, the listener, were interested in improving creativity, innovation, and intuition, and this gives me a roadmap for where we're going to move into for Season 11 in 2024. Happy Holidays. If you're enjoying the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning podcast, please don't forget to subscribe so you'll stay up to date with our new episode. While you're there, please feel free to give us a review or a five-star rating as it helps others find us. For more information on our programs, books, and tools for schools and the workplace, visit us at www.achieveit360.com. 